This episode sponsorship is brought to you by my signature core offer, my one-to-one private mentorship program. Let's build you a roadmap to success. Applications to apply are in the show notes. There are limited spaces available per month, so be sure to get in quick. What I'm going to be revealing and exposing in this episode are things that I never thought I would do or say or be or even share on this podcast. Welcome to the Star Slimmer podcast, the show where we empower females through mindset and manifestation. My name is Isabel Prestia and I'm your host. Every Monday, I inspire you with an episode to show you how to attract your dream life. Make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It's time to start somewhere together. We are at episode 100 of Start Somewhere, the podcast. Mm, This has been such an expansive creative outlet for me. I started the podcast in 2020 in September, September 1st. I remember it so clearly. I had the lovely Georgie Stevenson of Naked Harvest help me launch the podcast. Georgie was my first mentor and I also interviewed her and start somewhere. So definitely go check out my interview with her. It was so, it was such a, it was more than just an interview. It was such a reflective moment for both of us to see how far I've come in my journey. And then of course, find out Georgie's journey and how she got to be where she is. And she's an absolute powerhouse. So I'm going to link that episode in the show notes for you. But this is going to be a very warm, cozy, expansive, juicy episode. So get cozy, get comfy, whether you're driving, you're walking, you're chilling, whatever it is that you're doing, drop in because we're going to go on an absolute journey. And I'm so thankful that you're here, that you chose to click play. And to all of the new listeners who are joining us, who are joining our community, who are finding Start Somewhere, the podcast, if you are new here, I am so grateful you chose to click play and spend the next few moments with us. To all my long-time listeners and subscribers, your continuous support means so, so much to me. And, you know, it's we can't actually see what I mean. Yeah, I can't exactly see who the people are that listen to the podcast. I can see the numbers, but I got no clue who you are. So to those that I do know, I know I do actually message quite a few of you guys on Instagram, on DMs, also in my private Facebook group. So I do know a fair few, but if you're new and you're like, hmm, Isabel has no idea who I am and I would love to get to know you more because, you know, I create content for you guys and I've been sharing a lot on feminine energy recently because I've been chatting to a lot of you guys. Shout out to Nikki. I know we chat quite a lot as well. And I remember, Nikki, you mentioned to me a while ago that you want a more femme energy podcast. So it only works in your favor, guys. DM me, hit me up. Um, Yeah, I would love to hear from you, hear what episodes you're finding so much value in, anything you want me to share more of, less of. This is your show just as much as it is my show. A hundred episodes. This is just such a amazing milestone. And I just want this to be a message to people. Don't give up when you're not seeing the results you want to see. To be completely transparent, because that's what we do here at Start Somewhere, I have contemplated quitting the podcast mm, about four to five times. And it's because I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. I thought it wasn't working. I thought it was a waste of time. I thought I lost my passion. I thought I wasn't doing it right. You know, I was putting myself in a box, telling myself, no, I shouldn't be talking about this. I should be talking about this instead. If you want to start a podcast, my love, whoever is listening to this right now, and you've been thinking about it, this is your sign to do it because it's the most beautiful creative outlet. And what I've gotten from this podcast is dozens and dozens of things. and. The most interesting things I've received, which I had no idea I would get, is my speaking ability, my skills, my confidence, the way I'm able to better articulate things and explain things. And when I listen to podcasts now, I listen in such a different lens, I want to say, because I pick up on how hosts and even interviewees 
say and share and express and explain certain things. And it's just such a valuable tool because to let you in on a little secret, what I am going to be stepping more into, you know, I guess like my five-year plan, you could say, is speaking events, keynote speaker, maybe a tech talk one day, you know, I might just manifest that. So speaking, being on stage. And that all originated from starting little old start somewhere. Yeah. Start somewhere is my baby. Well, she's now a three-year-old and I actually have a keychain of start somewhere. <laughs> a close friend of mine got it for me. And every time I look at it, it just reminds me that what I'm building, what I'm creating, what I'm sharing with you guys. This is my show just as much as your show. I know I, I just mentioned that, but I just felt really inclined to, I guess, repeat that again. And so coming back to the whole purpose of this podcast, let's jump into the content, guys. So you may have seen in the TikTok, Instagram world, something called your clean girl era, your soft girl era. I kind of just added era to it because why not? So clean girl, vanilla girl. I feel I'm really in my soft girl era and it is serving me in such a powerful way, but it's also creating so much uncomfortable change because I'm not really used to being or living this way. And I feel a lot of the time, you know, we're in this world of hustle culture, do, 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 go, 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 do more, do more, sleep less, work out harder, all these things, right? All these masculine things, right? That I, I touch a lot about in those feminine masculine energies. And it wasn't until I had, I've had a very whirlwind of a past six to eight weeks, but in a very positive light. And what has really come out of this is what I'm going to share in today's episode. And it really just made sense to dedicate it to my 100th episode because I, okay, I'm very excited to say this as well. I was going to share it a bit later on the episode, but we're just going to go there. As I'm recording this, it's the end of March for context. I know this is going to come out a little bit later because the girl is organized as hell and batches and yeah. So as I'm recording this, I'm in the middle of a two-week Instagram detox. And it is serving me in the best way possible. And I can't believe that I'm actually loving and thriving doing this. And if someone told me like, oh, if someone told me a month ago, oh, Isabel, you're going you're gonna to log out of Instagram for two weeks and you're going to see the most positive, amazing shifts in your life. I'd be like, well, what about my business? What about posting? What about sharing? What about my brand? What about creating content? And my brain would go on a spiral. And that is why we are here. That is why I'm discussing the soft girl era concept I'm sharing. I'm going to be sharing gentle and slow habits I'm implementing that are quite literally changing my life. And the reason I wanted to share the social media detox, well, the Instagram, de well, actually, yeah, I don't use any other social media. The Instagram detox, we're going to call it, is because it is bringing the most beautiful, present awareness slowness to my life I I'm only four days in so in the next episode I'll recap how I've been after you know 10 days 14 days so three to four days in also shout out to my friend Vic for doing this with me I told her and she's like I'm done I'm down so it's really nice to have support <laughs> whenever we both have a temptation we just text each other and the thing is so yeah I'm experiencing these incredible shifts and I'm able to witness them firsthand even more because I'm more in this present moment. And I was saying this to a friend of mine last night, and this is going to sound like so silly. And this probably just shows like how addicted we all are to our phones, right? To social media, to sharing, to posting. I just feel so much more present, especially when I'm eating. Because how many of us scroll our phone aimlessly or watch videos or listen to something while we're eating food? It's like we almost can't be without our phone. And I, I know this because I see so many people bring their phone to the dinner tables. You know, even if you're out at a restaurant, it's there on the table. It can't be in a bag. It needs to be at arm's length. And like, what the fuck is up with that? Why are we so stupidly addicted to our mobile phones and technology and notifications and social media when we're doing such normal human activities such as eating? And it's just, it's really... It's made me enjoy food and life so much more as well. And like, this can sound like such a, the most bizarre example, but this is the first thing I've noticed so far. So really just like felt the need to share that. So what I'm going to do firstly is recap how I got to this realization, because you're probably thinking like, what the actual, like what, where, where are we going here? So for context, 
I did a kinesiology session about three to four weeks ago as I'm recording this. And actually I might do a full episode on, so I've had Reiki before as well. So I might do a full episode on my kinesiology slash Reiki experience because it's all in healing, right? And it's interesting because I realized I've been self-healing myself, obviously, for, you know, three to four years. And I really owe all of that to my meditation practice, my journaling, my conscious living, my social awareness, my, you know, self-development journey, all those good things. So what came up in this kinesiology session was, of course, very interesting, but at the same time, a lot of things that I, I knew deep down. So it was a really beautiful reassurance. But when I did this session, the lady said that it does take up to three days, give or take, for the energy clearing to hit. And the purpose and the reason why I did this kinesiology session and why I'm sharing it in this podcast as well is because I realized I was somebody who put so much pressure and so much stress on myself to keep doing more, to be more, to have more, to post more, to just share more, to just constantly more. And it's like this paradox where it's so perfectly fine and normal and, and we should want more in life, right? but I was almost putting it in a box. And the thing that came up in my kinesiology session, which is really interesting as well, because I saw a therapist maybe over a year ago, and I only saw her for about two sessions. And side note, I really recommend everybody to do this because I mean, I wasn't in a, in a horrible point in my life, but there was still some shit that I wanted to work through in my mind. And I was like, look, I know I can read the books and listen to the podcast, but I kind of just want some professional insight. And anyway, it was a really cool thing. But it's so interesting because what I got from the therapy session is very similar messaging to what I got in the kinesiology session, which was this concept of black and white thinking. And this seems to be such a reoccurring theme in my life recently, which is the pivotal point of this realization to now put me in this beautiful soft girl era, which I absolutely love the feeling of already. And it was that I was labeling things as good and bad, bad and wrong, right and wrong. I was putting things in a box, right? There was nothing in between. And I didn't even know how the Instagram idea came up. I was talking to a close friend not too long ago. And then we came up with this whole concept of how Instagram is busy work and it's, it's wasting our time and it's a void essentially. And so I'm somebody where if I know what I can change to see a change, I'm going to make that change. So I was like, cool, let's do the Instagram detox. So I wanted to recap the realization where my head was at. So saw the kinesiologist, really made it so crystal clear. I was labeling things as bad and wrong, good and right. Wanted to cut out distractions and noise and busyness in my life. And I'm also feeling so incredibly called to focus on quality over quantity and to really, really nurture the strong connections and habits and rituals in my life right now, opposed to thinking I need to go and find more or yet again, be more, have more, see more. Why are we wanting that? And I'm not, and the thing is here is that it's not bad or wrong. If you do want that, that's just the season of life that you're in and the season of life I've just started for myself. And I, I'm most likely going to be in for a very long time, which I'm so excited about is this beautiful, gentle, slow living. And I, I say this a lot on the podcast, especially in order to go fast, you have to go slow. Think about a bow and arrow. You're pulling it back and you need to take a couple moments to find your target, focus, align the arrow, align the bow, and then with precision, allow the bow to go flying. And if you're somebody who is sporadic and chaotic and even obsessive where we get new ideas every minute, every day, and we're just flying left, right, and center and apply this concept to any part of your life. Imagine what you could do if you could just hone back and just take a little bit longer to focus, to hone in the solitude. And the beauty is that there is not much of a difference between you and I between you and your friend, between you and anybody else you cross path, paths with in life. However, the key difference is your mindset. It's your emotional awareness, your emotional intelligence, how you hold yourself. And so if we can really do our best to work on these and be that best version of ourselves, essentially, imagine how much further that is going to take you in life. 
And coming back to my Instagram detox as well, I knew I shared this for a reason at the start. We as human beings, as society, are disgustingly addicted to notifications and technology and our phones and social media. And so imagine if you could be in that 10% or whatever that small percentage is of our generation that isn't that obsessively addicted. So you're essentially now, you're separating yourself from the crowd, right? Now imagine how much further you could go in any other area of your life. Whether you're studying, you're working full-time, part-time, you have your own business, you're doing your thing. Imagine the difference that you now have in your mind, in your vision of how you're perceiving this world. Like I just shared, I'm enjoying eating food in such a different lens because we're no longer, well, I'm no longer scrolling my phone. And like, I, I want to share this, like you probably, you might be listening thing that's just like the weirdest example, but I just wanted to share that it can be in these really small minor examples where we always feel the need to reach and to share and just ask yourself, why am I posting this? Like, what is the purpose of me posting this? Is it so I can show off and say, oh my gosh, these are all my friends. I'm at this cool event, X, Y, Z. And like, if you follow me on Instagram, you're probably thinking like, Isabel, you sound so hypocritical. This was me without a doubt. Like, I'm not denying it. I'm not saying I'm this like, whatever. I'm aware of this and I just, I'm very curious and very interested to see how I go when I do eventually log back onto the app and start posting and sharing and like what that is going to look like for me, my business, my personal brand and my life overall, how much I'm going to choose to share and not to share. And I already have a feeling I'm not going to be doing nowhere near what I was doing originally. So go, if you're not, if you don't follow me, have a look at my Instagram and just see like how frequently I was posting in my stories and my highlights. Like you can see my whole entire life up there. And I, I love it. Like I love sharing content and creating content. It's a huge part of me. But at the same time, I just think it's really empowering and really exciting to change how we do certain things in life. And, you know, that's just me as, as a human, especially. I love to mix things up. And I'm always thinking, how can I do something different in my very normal mundane routine today that is going to be different to what I did yesterday? Like what can I switch up? Because nothing changes if nothing changes. Like the simplest, it, it just speaks for itself completely, what I just shared, that phrase. And it's as simple as maybe the order of your morning routine, the foods that you're eating at certain times of the day, the exercise regime you're doing, whatever it may be. You can't get a different life if you're doing the exact same every single day. Like you need to make some shifts. So start simple. I essentially used to be, and very much, I'm, I'm still shedding this, this identity of me to be so transparent. I think it's really cool. Like I'm in the process right now. Thinking I had to wake up super early and go be, and be go, 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 right? Even when I'm explaining this, I'm like in that phase still. So it's, it's really interesting because I think I was in a state where I was working a nine to five once upon a time. And I had adopted this morning routine of waking up early, you know, waking up an hour and a bit earlier than how I should be normally. So I could work on my business and I could grow my brand and my side hustle, my podcast and all the things I was doing. And so I was still in this mentality of thinking I had to wake up super early. It's like I was operating as if I had to rush to get to a nine to five. So I basically had told myself from doing these habits consistently for over almost a year and a half now, I told myself, I started to believe the narrative that it was wrong and it was lazy for me to wake up between 7 and 8 a.m. Thinking I had to wake up super early, the earlier the better. You know, the 5 a.m. club, post about it on social media, do my morning routine, do all the things that is still very much a part of me. But thinking I had to do it at like 5 a.m. as if I had somewhere to rush to at 9 a.m. The only place I had to rush to was my home office, which was across the hall from my bedroom. So I had nowhere to rush to and it was so interesting because I would do this waking up early thinking I was doing the right thing, you know, and then I'd be dead tired by like 11 a.m. And that, my friend, is not a vibe. So I had told myself from doing this habit, it's like I just 
I disregarded the fact I was tired and I wasn't being productive and I was stuck in this busy work, right? Telling myself that waking up early was deemed as good. It was a good thing. It was the right thing. And if I was to sleep in later, it was wrong. It was bad. Like I was going to get in trouble. Like it was, it was just an absolute no-go. However, like we know, and like I, I really want to learn, I reckon I will know more about this now that I'm really adopting this, but how important sleep is and rest is. Like there is that key of balance, that piece of balance. Know when to push yourself, but also know when you don't need to always be pushing yourself. And that can be with movement, for example, at the gym. And I'm really noticing this as well. When I'm at my gym class, I'm giving my 150% when I'm working out. And I, if I'm struggling, if I'm in pain, I, I just repeat to myself, you know, these really powerful affirmations and words and phrases to make sure I keep going. And I do. I always, always do. And it was actually really interesting because this morning in my gym class, my shoulder's been a bit sore and normally I would push through and be like, nah, you got this, come on. But I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to chill. Like, I'm not going to go as hard this time. And I got more of a sense of appreciation and also like happiness because, because I allowed myself that piece of rest. And I'm actually really curious to know how many of you guys listening, like you listening to this right now, do you struggle with resting? And we're thinking you always need to give your 150% and, and do more and be more and have more. And you struggle to switch off. You feel guilty for switching off. You feel guilty for having a lazy day or for canceling plans because you really just need some solitude time, some me time. Do you feel guilty for doing that? Because if you do, I mean, firstly, you're not alone. I've got a whole podcast episode right now. I'm sharing how this was me, still very much is me, and I'm, you know, working through this. But secondly, I want this to be your permission slip that it's so okay to stop and to allow yourself that time. And the biggest piece here, which is really what I wish I knew quite a while ago, is that, yeah, it's going to feel different and uneasy because you're so used to operating in a certain way. And this has been a really, really powerful mind shift for me recently, actually, as well. Coming back to what I said, nothing changes if nothing changes. So where perhaps we're implementing new habits and new ways of being that we haven't necessarily done before. Maybe we have once or twice, but not consistently. And you know that feeling you get, like, please tell me you're not alone here. Somebody can resonate with this when you do something that you normally wouldn't do. Like maybe you decide not to go to the gym for X amount of days when normally you do that or you sleep in a bit longer or you cancel plans or whatever it may be because you want to look after yourself, right? And you get this anxiety feeling, this nervousness, this anxiousness, thinking that you did something wrong, right? Like surely I'm not the only body who, I'm not the only person who experiences this. And the reason I'm sharing this, like this has been such a powerful shift that I've really, it's just like a download that came over me. I'm getting like so excited right now. So, when you are experiencing these anxious feelings, what I want you to remind yourself of is you are so used to operating and to being a certain way. And your brain just wants to keep you safe. Your brain loves habits. It loves consistency. It loves routine. It loves the same, 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 same. It loves it. And so when you start to do things a little bit differently, your brain automatically thinks, holy shit, what is going on here? What is she doing? This is not how we're used to operating. And so it's going to arouse, it's going to bring up these feelings of anxiety, nervousness, and anxiousness, and thinking that you did something wrong. But my love, it is not wrong. It is not wrong. Put your hand on your heart and just affirm to yourself, it is not wrong. You are not bad. These feelings, these emotions are arousing inside of our body because it's change, right? And let's flip this in a positive light. Okay, this is my like extreme optimism, Sagittarius energy coming out right now. How can you find the positive in this situation? Yeah, we have this icky anxiety feeling. Whatever that feeling is inside of your, in your belly, in your stomach, in your chest, you know, that icky, like not tight feeling that is not a vibe to have. Affirm yourself, flip it. It's because you're doing something you haven't done before and it's changed. And think of it as you're separating yourself from an old identity and let this be empowering. And just affirm yourself, remind yourself you are working through these emotions. And a huge lesson, well, my biggest lesson of last year, of 2022, we're going there now, is the ability and the capacity to hold the low emotions. 
because we live in a day and age where we're feeling low, we're feeling flat, and we turn to podcasts, journaling, books, walks, talking to friends. We're fighting these, not that we're, you know, it's not like we're doing bad, um, unhealthy habits like scrolling social media. I mean, we do that as well and eating unhealthy foods and all those things. But it's like when we can just sit with those icky feelings and hold them, and it's like we're staring at them face on in the mirror. We're not running away from them. We're not thinking we need to fix it and to heal it and to work through it. Like I'm all for that, right? Like I've been on this healing journey for three years. But the thing is, when you can stare at it face on and recognize it and give it some compassion and some curiosity and bring awareness to it, that way, like I guarantee when you can start to do this, it starts to you as a human being, as a woman, you start to realize in the grand scheme of things, this emotion, this feeling is just the tiniest snippet in your day, in your week, however long it's lasting. And a really amazing way, what I do to work through it, which is going to sound so quirky, but we're going there, is having a conversation with myself, having a one-to-one with myself, I call it, whether I'm driving or on a walk or maybe in my room, in a safe space where you're not going to worry if someone's hearing you and just ask yourself, girl, what's up? Isabel, what's up? Why are you feeling this way? And the first time you do this, it's going to feel weird. You're going to feel like a phony. You're going to feel like it's just batshit crazy talking to yourself, but push through, right? When we feel resistance, we, the things that we, resi- the thing, the things that we experience resistance to are the things that are going to give us the most transformative results. So push through that resistance and Start to dig deeper and see whatever comes up and just ask yourself, but why? Okay, cool. But why? But why? And I guarantee you, if you can stick to this practice, what comes up to the surface, I just, I guarantee you so, so much, like hand in my heart right now, that the actual reason isn't that big of a deal, but your sweet, sweet mind is making it a bigger deal because we're human beings because we're complex creatures, because we live in this world where we are told and programmed and completely, I don't want to say brainwashed in a bad way, but there's just noise around us everywhere we look and be. And so we think we're not doing enough. We think we're not, we're not being good. We think we're not being right. And so we label these things as bad and wrong. But if it doesn't make you feel good inside, then what on earth is the point? Before we continue, first a word from this episode's current sponsor, calling all my women who are emerging creatives, teachers, leaders, and trailblazers who want to manifest more abundance. Do you often feel scarce in your money and abundance mindset, lack momentum, like there are way too many limiting beliefs, and have low self-trust to take the next steps towards your dreams? Or perhaps you're time poor, there's never enough hours in the day to allocate it on the things you would love to be doing instead. Whether that's starting or working on your business or living in more alignment. I used to be there too, which is why my one to one private mentorship may be the ultimate solution for you. Get clear why there is a lack of self belief and instead get into alignment with your highest self so that way you can attract more money and abundance and create inspired action on what your next moves are. Feel motivated again, no matter how unsure you feel right now. Let's build you a roadmap to success. Applications to apply are in the show notes. There are limited spaces available per month, so be sure to get in quick. I want to share an action step right now. I want you to ask yourself, where are you labeling a habit or routine or practice or mind shift or something you do in your daily life? Where are you labeling it as bad or wrong? I want you to just reflect and I, of course it's going to be so different for everybody. So for me, my example was waking up early and also going to bed late. I thought it was bad to go to bed at 11, 30, 12, when in fact I had nowhere to rush to the next day. I don't start my calls until 10 and I only take calls on certain days of the week. So if I really wanted to, I could get up so much later than I, than I needed to, but I labeled it as bad and wrong. And so I really hope this, like, it's funny as I'm sharing this, it just sounds so silly, but I'm not, not disregarding it because like I, I can own that and I'm owning that. I'm not, not judging myself either. 
Um, I think that's a really powerful piece as well, not to have this self-judgment on ourselves. I mean, of course, you know, there's a whole other story of the judgment of other people, but we judge ourselves so much. And a lot of the times we do it without realizing. You may not identify yourself with somebody who judges yourself. And I was very much the same, but this is an example of how I was. So ask yourself, where is something where you're labeling it as bad or wrong? Where are you putting yourself in this box? Where are you thinking in this black and white way? So I want you to really ponder on that and just see what comes up. Okay, so we're going to change gears and get to where I am now and where I'm going. So we're on for the ride. This is very just, what's a word to describe this? It just feels so like delicate and beautiful, but powerful. Delicate, but powerful is the mood, is the vibe. So my... I share this, I've shared this in quite a few episodes as well, particularly in my episode with Samantha Daly. Um, I will link that below in the show notes as well. I've had such incredible guests in the podcast this year so far. And in my episode with Sam, we started the episode by chatting about our words for 2023. And if you haven't tuned into many of my recent episodes and you don't know what my word is, I've been sharing this a bit. My word for 2023 is lush. And I feel I am embodying a new season of Lush. So as I said this, the start of the year, January, February, I was getting clear on what this meant to me. And back then, two months ago, it was prioritizing more self-care. So allowing myself to enjoy things such as, you know, if I wanted to buy a new outfit or get a massage and treat myself because being, starting my entrepreneurship journey, starting my business, I've sacrificed a shit ton. And I shared an episode on this as well. And money was a big thing. And I really cut back on expenses like that, on beautiful experiences and, and clothes and beauty and fashion. Like I'm the girliest girl to exist. And I love those things to pieces. But I realized they weren't an absolute essential or a necessity in my life. And I would rather put money towards, you know, my business and growing myself and programs and like whatever it may be. And so I really kind of forgot to enjoy those really exciting girly things that I love to pieces. And I realized that it's something that makes me feel really happy. And so I started to dedicate more time and more love to investing in things like that. So that was what more of the start of the year was. And now as, as I shared, I feel like I'm stepping into a new season and I want to preface as well. So as I'm recording this, April, April, autumn has just started in Australia and I'm such a big advocate and believer. And I've been, I reckon I've been saying this on the podcast as well for, since 2020 is that we go through seasons in life. Yes. Figuratively summer, autumn, winter, spring, but think of the human body, like think of our life, like let's assign ourselves to seasons as well. Because that way we know that it's not going to last forever. If we're living or being a certain way, it's not forever. And I think it really makes us cherish the great times because it's not going to last forever. And it allows us to work through and move through the low times because it's not going to last forever, right? And so I shared that I feel I'm entering this like new season of lush and I feel like I'm learning so much more on what this means to me. Because when I tell people lush, they kind of get surprised as well. And they're like, well, what does that mean to you? It's such a broad concept, right? And so I feel like I've honestly, I've created a framework for what I think Lush is. This is like my classic strategic brain coming into play. And I'm really excited with what came up because it makes and feels right. It just makes so much sense to me. And I came up with four words that best describe it. And this is rest, ease, discover, and play. And I think it's so interesting because when I decided this was my word for the year, I did not think I was going to define it and get so clear and crystal clear. But the reason I share this is because to the woman who's listening to this right now, messy action is so incredibly valuable. The content and the knowledge and the, the stories and all these expansive conversations and everything we can see online in podcasts, in books, is amazing. However, your messy action and what you learn in that journey is even better because what you learn from you taking action, from you taking that first step is something that you will not hear me say or anybody else say or share in a podcast or book because your story, your journey is so incredibly unique to you. And so the more you can take this action, the more you can learn, the more you can expand, the more you can discover. 
And I'm sharing this because for me, stepping out and, get, and figuring out what is lush to me, like I had a general, I had a very vague, uh, I had a very vague idea of what I knew it would feel like. So what the sensation was like, but I still, if I did not think I was going to have a, a bloody four-step framework by April, by March and having this, I know is going to be like the biggest tool, the biggest like rocket for me to get to where it is I want to go in life. And I would not have created this if I hadn't started to take that messy action. So <laughs> let that random example be uh, some inspiration for you and be that permission slip yet again for you to start to take messy action in whatever that means to you in whatever area of your life. So a big goal of mine in February, which I think is like perfect with like the whole theme of Valentine's Day in February, was falling back in love with my business, falling back in love with my vision, why I do what I do, where it is I want to go. And it not, it's not that I fell out of love with it. It's just that I lost sight of what it is I was doing. And I truly believe like now I can see this like hand in my heart is because I was swept up in this noise, in this void. And I... I'm really proud to say I'm not somebody who gets stuck in self-comparison and my social media consumption isn't that I'm addicted to scrolling and to comparing myself and, oh my gosh, this person is here or this person looks like this or has this success. Why don't I have that yet? I mean, yeah, we're human beings. I probably did that subconsciously, but it was more so on a level of I was getting stuck in busy work. I was getting stuck in a void, you know, what my friend said as well. And even like when it came to connections and like where my time was being spent, I was like, is this is this productive for me right now? You know, like I'm, I'm in a very, I want to like delicate as I used before a delicate phase in my life. And like, I really want to keep, I really want to keep that circle intimate and small and allow so much self-love and so much beautiful time for myself because that's how I can recharge. And that's how I can be the better version of me opposed to just saying yes to plans and socializing and going out just because. And that comes full circle to the whole purpose of this Instagram detox. And maybe this inspired you to do something similar. Next time you're posting something or sharing something or even saying yes to going to an event, ask yourself why. Is it so you can post and share about it online? Or maybe it's it's the complete opposite. Like I'm not saying it's a bad lens at all. I just think it's really interesting to flip the narrative and just to see the other side of something and start to explore that. Because when we can start to explore more and discover other ways of thinking and being and question ourselves, question ourselves on things that we wouldn't normally question ourselves on. That, my love, like that is exactly where we start to embark on the self-growth journey. And it's pretty expensive. Like it's pretty amazing what you can get to and who you can become. And I, I believe this so much in my heart. I have been, I mean, as you guys know, the long-time listeners, especially I'm an absolute manifesting queen. And I know that to a T and I share so much of how to manifest on the podcast as well. So definitely keep an eye out for the manifesting episodes. I know that I, I'm, I'm clear about the vision I want in my life. Of course, you know, we go through murky times, it's normal, but I have a general pretty crystal clear vision of what I want my life to be like. And it's not your typical mundane kind of life. And I know that. And I know to get there, it's going to be a journey. Like it's not just, I'm not just going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be in my lap. And I know to get there, I am needing to go through challenges and lessons and have connections with people and learn all these things. Like I know that. And I know the journey to get there isn't linear. It's not A to B. It's like A, B, C, D, go backwards a bit, go left, go right. Like it's this messy path. And I know in order to get to where it is I need to be, to where I want to be, it requires resilience and persistence and this connection with myself and this self-growth journey. And I think it's, I mean, like a couple of things. Firstly, I think it's so cool that like I'm sharing this whole, this whole evolution of who I am on the podcast as well. I think of it, I, I know actually a lot of like new listeners go back and listen from the beginning, which is so freaking cool. I love that. I think I actually haven't even listened to that first episode in a minute. Actually, I don't think I've listened to it ever since I recorded it. So I think it would be really cool to see that. But the reason I'm sharing all this, you're like, why, where are you going as well? It's this self-growth journey. And it's like, don't be surprised when you affirm what it is you want and you have this beautiful, beautiful vision, whether it's super crystal clear or it's a little bit vague, like doesn't matter what it is, but you have a vision, right? Because not many of us do. I mean, listen to the podcast. I know a lot of the audience does, but generally not many other people do 
And so don't be surprised when things are going to have to shift in your life to get you to where it is you want to be. Think about, okay, we'll use becoming famous as an example. Maybe that's something you want to be a celebrity. If you just woke up tomorrow and you had this instant fame, this instant recognition, you know, whether it is, yeah, the followers online, the recognition in the street, the platform, the voice, the press, the audience, the people looking at you. Could you handle that right now as the human being you are today? Will you be somebody who lets the hate and the scrutiny and the word, the positive words and, you know, all these different voices coming at you? Like that's a shit ton of, like that's a lot to hold, right? Maybe not. And the where, where I'm going with this example is like, in order to get to where it is you want to be, you most likely need to shift as a person. And I'm not saying you need to change your whole identity and change who you are and your beliefs and your values. I truly believe your values stay so true to you your whole life. Like I, my values have never changed. They've always been there. If anything, they just get stronger. They just get more powerful. I'm just realizing how much more I value honesty and integrity and authenticity and travel and connection. Like I'm just realizing more and more how much I appreciate that. So like I wake up one day, I'm like, I'm going to change all my values and I don't value honesty anymore and all these things. So the thing is, we're not changing who we are as people. We're just, we're forming more into who we are. We're growing more into our own skin. And I think yet again, like I'm always going to put a positive, empowering shift on things. I think that's so incredibly beautiful. And not to fear change and to think, oh my gosh, what if I'm not me anymore? What if this person doesn't like me anymore? Oh my God, oh my God. Like, no, you're shifting into yourself even more. And that is going to highlight the realness, the authenticity, the real people, the real way of living. You're going to start to see this version of yourself that you always, always knew was there. Always. Whether it's a strong inkling or it's you felt it once and never again but like imagine that for a moment you looking in a mirror in your reflection and seeing the woman staring back at you and being so incredibly proud of that person staring back at you imagine the power that you have the personal power the empowerment imagine that for a moment you're able to acknowledge and Allow yourself this beautiful solitude time. Allow yourself to change and to evolve in such a beautiful light, in such a beautiful way. Because you know by doing these shifts is going to bring you such grand, incredible results. And I just, I'm just like loving the phase I'm in life right now. And I think the reason I love it so much is because if, if me right now told me a month ago, that I would be doing what I'm doing and feeling how I'm feeling, I would be like, I don't want that. Like, that's not what I think I need. And the fact I'm just enjoying it so much, like so many things yet again, I just know that this is just such a beautiful area of growth. And yet again, it comes back, those things that we resist the most are most likely the things that we need. And there's been so many different different examples in my life where I've resisted doing or saying or just something creating or taking away something in my life and then eventually I end up doing it and I'm like fuck I wish I did this back then and I think yet again that is that piece of resistance and I think being able to really recognize your growth it's like you're watching front row essentially and it's funny I'm, I'm going to share this I don't know why I just feel like sharing this so last year, yet again, if you've been around for the podcast for a while, you followed my journey on Instagram, especially, I mean, you would have seen so much happened in my life, like such an expansive, like delicious, incredible year, but so much growth, like whew, so much like shadow work. And it was heavy. It was such a heavy year for me, but like so much fun. And I was, as I was going through all these motions and all these changes, it's like, I was almost not asleep because I wasn't, because I was like intentionally living my life, but it kind of felt that way in terms of things were changing so suddenly. And it's like, I just woke up one day and I was like, wait a minute, I'm in such a different place right now. And I've got this opportunity and I've got this person and I'm close to this friend and I'm doing this thing, but I wasn't like fully, fully, like fully there. I don't know what that is. 
but now it's like I'm experiencing it and I can, I'm just soaking up every second. I think it's maybe being in the present moment. I'm like realizing this as I'm saying it. And I, I'm sharing this because I'm not perfect. I meditate. Yes. I preach meditation. Yes. I'm all about self-awareness, but like, fuck, I don't always live in the present moment. If I did, then that like, nobody is this enlightened guru. Okay. We go through periods. Yes. And like, to be honest as well, I haven't been meditating the past seven days and holy shit, have I been seeing, seeing and experiencing the side effects of not doing that. And I'm back doing it now. Thank God. And it just allows me just to be so much less anxious, like completely stress-free. And I love that about myself so much, how chill I can be when I meditate and how well I'm able to handle conflict in difficult situations and challenges. So awareness clearly is like a huge theme of this episode and the whole point of this soft girl era and all these like beautiful shifts that I'm experiencing firsthand as I'm sharing this. And I shared this will go up a little bit later as I'm recording this and I just know by them there probably will be even more, even more to share. And I I reckon I'm going to wrap this up soon because it's quite long, but I'm going to leave you with another actionable step because I'm all about helping you guys taking those first steps. So whether you have your word for the year or you're like, what the fuck is about a word for the year? Doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you to set a word yet. If that's, if that feels like something you want to do, go for it. But otherwise I want you to think of what is your ideal day? Yeah. We're going simple. We're going there. Your ideal day, your ideal morning routine, afternoon routine, afternoon routine, evening routine, whichever one applies to you more. And I want you to so clearly envision it and be kind on yourself, allow yourself time to write it, to change it, to edit it, to tweak it. Maybe you start to live it for a day. You're like, no, let's change this. Let's mix this up. Because routines, habits, your morning routine especially, is what sets you up for your life. Not even just your day, not even just your week, but your life. It's how you hold yourself. And yet again, we're going through seasons. My love, we're going through seasons. We don't need to be super strict and have this like minute by minute morning routine and do all the things. Why are you doing the things? Yet again, coming back to posting on social media, why are you posting that story? Why are you posting that photo? Why are you doing certain things in your morning routine? Is it because you're told it's the right thing to do? Or is it because you love it? Or is it because you enjoy it? Or because you see a benefit from it? I meditate every day because it's, it's something that just makes me me. It's not because, oh, I heard it on a Jay Shetty podcast once and it's what we should be doing. I journal because I love to write. It's how I work through my thoughts and my feelings. And side note, guys, I'm going to be an author one day, just putting it out there. I love to write. So I journal. You know, I take my greens powder because it helps my hormones. It balances that. It makes me feel healthy. It regulates so much in my body. If you hate greens powder, don't take it. You know, or do your do your own discernment and be like, I don't like the taste, but I know it does something good for my body. Pick your own habits, your own routines, your own life. Don't just do stuff because we see influences and Isabel on a podcast says this and somebody in a book says this. Find what works for you. I know Pilates is like such a big trending thing in like the social media world, especially. I remember like back in the day, and nobody went to Pilates because it, well, this was in Australia and Adelaide anyway, because it was so expensive. But now all of a sudden it's like, I reckon every single one of my girlfriends does Pilates. I'm like the only person who doesn't do it. And like, I love Pilates. I'm not shitting on it at all, but I'm like, should I do it? I'm like, I love my gym. I love my routine. I'm only doing it because all of my girlfriends do Pilates. So ask yourself, what is it you like to do and why do you want to do it? Because when we can really start to anchor in and create something that is so personal to us, that is where you, I mean, so many things yet again, I feel like that's how I start all of this. You fall in love with yourself. You become your own best friend. And you start to like, the key to happiness is finding 
is romanticizing the mundane moments in your life. Because, yeah, who doesn't want an exciting, expansive life of jet setting everywhere and traveling and being on planes and seeing beautiful places and meeting people and going to cool events? Like, that is my, like, that is my absolute dream life right there. You know, catch me going on flights and planes and traveling and all those things. Like, that is what I'm going to be doing. However, like, that's not going to happen every single day of my life. And like, yeah, I, I'm delusional when it comes to manifesting, but like, that's how you manifest, side note. And yeah, I'm a huge dreamer. My head is in the clouds, like majority of the time, but we need to bring ourselves back to reality. Okay. It's yet again, it's that balance of masculine and feminine energies. Okay. The feminine is the flowy, the dreamer, the creative, the, you know, the nurturer, the masculine is the logical, the problem solver, the thinker, the make things happen, right? So when we can romanticize and just bring so much love and appreciation for the mundane things in our life, that, my friend, is how you are going to feel so good about everything in your life. And I think that's really important and to start to create that safe space for you. So sit down, reflect on your day, like look at your lifestyle. Maybe you are somebody who's a nine to fiver and you need to figure out what time it is you need to leave home. Okay. Now figure out all the things you would love to do in your morning routine. Write a huge list. Don't hold back. Forget, forget times even a thing, even a thing. And now start to be a bit realistic. Be like, okay, probably can't have like a 12-step morning routine. Probably can't meditate for an hour or do a, a workout and go for a walk. Okay, what can you do instead? What are some things you can start to put in? And I, I like to think of things as something for your mind, something, some kind of movement. And I think by playing with these two things, and maybe it's just your mind, maybe it's just your movement, right? Start small. Start simple. Start somewhere. And that's all from me in this episode. Here are three ways you can contribute to Start Somewhere. Number one, leave us a five-star rating and review on either the Spotify and Apple podcast or both. Screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at Isabel Prestia. That's I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-P-R-E-S-T-I-A. And lastly, copy this episode URL and send it to a friend who you think will find value from our conversation. Thank you for starting somewhere.